Thank you for tuning in this evening. This is a re-recording of part two of Loss of a Loved One, The Death of My Son. This is Collaborative Efforts, and I am your host, Tish Ross. Unfortunately, some of my listeners were not able to locate part two of the loss of a loved one, the death of my son. And so because of the emails that I received and others that were wanting to listen in, we have decided to re-record. However, if you've missed part one, you can listen to part one and part two has been added on to follow it subsequently. Here is part two of loss of a loved one, the death of my son. The phone rang as I was being transferred to another department. I took a deep breath and my body was trembling because you know as well as I know what it typically means when someone asks, is there anyone home with you? Or when you're going to the doctor and the doctor tells you to bring someone with you to the next visit as they read your test results. We know what that means. But as I sat there and I waited, I refused to believe that anything bad had happened to our Ben. The officer answered the phone and he asked the same question. Mrs. Ross, is someone home with you? Yes, what's going on? Ma'am, we really hate to do this over the phone, but Okay, at that very second, my heart dropped and I knew what his next words were going to be. Ma'am, we found your son and a young lady in a ditch on the side of the road at approximately 6 a.m. this morning. I think that is the time that he said. Some of this is a bit foggy. I don't remember the entire conversation, but he did say that both are deceased. I remember I screamed out what and immediately started crying and... I must have been very loud because I remember my daughter running out of her room and I was just crying and screaming, oh my God, no, no. And what happened and how? And my daughter looked at me and said, what happened? And I mouthed to her, it's Ben and Jessica. Jessica was Ben's beautiful girlfriend and I'm going to say the love of his life. Jessica loved Ben the way that any man would want a woman to love him. And Ben loved Jessica the same. They were perfectly imperfect for each other. They were soulmates. They had every imperfection that any other couple that were in love had. Arguments, disagreements, things like that. But they were perfect for each other. The officer said... Ma'am, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I asked him, how? How did this happen? And he explained that both Ben and Jessica were found in a ditch along with a motorcycle. And after the investigation was complete, the police department would be able to tell us more. So moving forward, the police department did call and the investigative um, reporter did let us know that they were found in a ditch that it looked like the area where they were riding was uh, very dimly lit. Um, Ben was a skilled motorcyclist, and that because of it being very dimly lit and probably a road that they had not been on before, um, 
as they approached a, a sharp curve that it looked like Ben tried to, um, you know, correct his turn and it looked like it was maybe the motorcycle was over corrected and um, he just wasn't able to make it. So they um, looks like they had ran into a telephone pole, um, were instantly killed and um, the good thing is that there was no suffering, that it was instant. And the toxicology report came back that our Ben was clean and sober. And we thank God for that. Again, I don't remember everything about mine and the officer's conversation or even hanging up. But I do remember after I got off the phone telling my daughter. And then I immediately thought, oh my God, how am I going to tell Mike, my husband, Ben's father? I felt sick. I started praying for Mike. I started praying, asking God to to help me and and asking him, um, what do I say, Lord? How do I tell my precious husband that his only son was gone? I immediately called my pastor first and I told him what had happened. And I shared with him that I was getting ready to call Mike and that that he would be home in about 10 minutes. I asked him to please pray for him and for me to give me the words. And he did. I called Mike and only God gave me the strength to speak to him calmly. And I said, hey, babe. And I remember him saying, yes, did you find out about Bub? We called Ben Bub Raw. And I said, yes. And he said, well, what is it? I calmly asked him if he could come home, that I needed to talk to him, that Bub had been in an accident. And he asked if everything was okay, and I said, yes, to please just come home and and we could talk about it. I had remained calm and um, wasn't crying and was just very much trying to remain calm so that Mike could drive home and, and, and be able to drive home safely. It was probably just a a few seconds after we hung up that um, I called my best friend Tracy. She is one of my friends that lost her son a few years back. And God just led me to her and I asked her to pray. She knew exactly what I was feeling at that moment and what I was going through. And she was so strong. She immediately started praying. And as she was finishing, I opened my eyes and I looked up and I saw Mike's truck as it was pulling into the driveway. I said, oh my God, Tracy, he's here. So here's God. Remember how I shared about God nudging me years ago to do what I thought was host a program with two other women on YouTube and it fell through? And remember how I then felt like it was supposed to be me hosting a YouTube channel and I asked God what he wanted me to do? And he said to interview someone who had lost their child. What a loving and sweet God we have. For three years I was on a journey towards something that I never thought that I would ever experience. I was preparing to interview parents who had lost their child, specifically a son. And while I spent some time preparing and seeking videographers, location, um, equipment, I want you to hear me when I say how loving and good our Father is. I thought that I, that I was preparing to do these interviews 
when actually God led me to what topic I was to do research on years ago, and he led me to the people that I was to interview. And most importantly, on Friday, September 28, 2018, one hour before I got off work, he told me, and I promise you, I heard his words. You need to research now. You have an hour left. And if you mean what you say, that you want to do a YouTube channel or write a book or a blog or whatever it is to glorify me, you need to do some research now. And how profound is it that now I'm doing a podcast and I'm doing a podcast to glorify God. I heard him and I was obedient. Remember how I shared that I understood everything he was leading me to read like I had never understood anything before. And at that very moment, I didn't know it then, but I was preparing to interview others who had lost their son. And God was preparing me. My husband and I were going to lose our son. Two hours later, On September 28th, I would be guided by God to call Abilene Police Department instead of Mike. My daughter, who was supposed to be at school, was at home. Hear me, God never leaves you, even when you wonder where he is. Even in the midst of sorrow and pain, he is with you. And he is preparing you for things, events in your life, even when you aren't aware of it. And again, this podcast is not about me. That was and is the very reason I ended up doing this podcast. It is to glorify God in all circumstances. He is good. He is the almighty counselor, miracle worker, healer, promise keeper. He was preparing me and I understood. And now I understood even better. My husband was pulling into the driveway. God, please be with us. My husband walks in, and the look that was already on his face when our eyes met, I felt he knew something bad had happened. I felt he knew. He shut the door, and I think I uttered the words, Baby, it's not good. He fell to his knees, and he sobbed. And I held him, and I held on to God as God was holding us. The pain was indescribable. I hurt, yes, for myself. Yes, I'm in pain. But every time I looked at my husband and see the pain on his face, it hurts 10 times worse. I wanted to do or say something that would take away his pain, but I couldn't. The only one that heals and gives us peace and comfort that surpasses all understanding is God. I could be there, yes. I can love my husband and pray for him. I can comfort him and listen to him. But I, I could not take his pain away. I could see it. I could sense it. I could feel it. But I cannot take it away. I am honored to say that on Tuesday, February 18th, you will get to hear exactly how he felt then and now when I interview my husband, Mike Ross. Let me say this to you. Experiencing a loss of any kind, of any kind, is a loss. And it hurts 
and it is painful. But you must experience the pain. Pain is a part of life and you must feel it and move through it, move through the grief to heal and to grow. I never thought I would experience the loss of my child. And this is a second for me. But I would tell you that without a relationship with Jesus Christ, whom I love and trust with all of my soul, without my church family, without my small group family of eight years who dropped everything they were doing to do whatever they could to help us, without prayer warriors, I know that I would not experience any kind of peace and I would not experience God's peace, God's comfort, and God's love. God's heart breaks for us. Remember, Jesus wept. And it is okay to mourn and to grieve. It is okay to be angry and to shake fists. God is bigger than all of that. But we've got to move through and forward. Our loved ones do not want us to sit in our lives that was given to us with purpose, in sorrow and in in mourning, They want us to live the rest of our lives and to move forward. And I choose to do that with God and to choose that to honor God and to honor my son and my little girl that I miscarried. How true it is that in life we will not grow unless we experience pain, grief, heartbreak, to experience God's healing and peace. I have come to realize from the passing of a loved one, specifically my son and my little daughter, that just as we praise Jesus for his life, we praise him for his death. I value the gift of my parents, my son, my little daughter's lives, and I value their passings. Their passing have have been a gift. And I can tell you that with each passing, I have learned so much. I value now every human being's life with a greater sense of honor and respect. Their passing has taught me to live in the moment, to be present in all things and in every conversation, in every relationship, to acknowledge every human being, every stranger by looking into their eyes and offering a smile, a nod, a prayer, a helping hand. Isn't it odd that we learn so much about science and math and reading and electronics through books and classrooms? But to truly experience life, we must live it. To truly experience healing and heartbreak, we must experience death and heartache. I never asked God why. I guess I just didn't think to. I don't think that we would be able to understand or wrap our human minds around it. At least I know I wouldn't. But here's what we are privileged to know. That when we go through trials and tribulations, that God will be with us every step of the way. And then we will be there for others that experience some of the same losses or the same grief or the same unfathomable pain. 
Use us, O Lord. May we comfort them. And ultimately, may we honor you, God, with our testimonies. May we give others hope in you so that they draw closer to you. And to God be the glory. Thank you, Lord. I cannot imagine life without God. And I am so blessed to know that you and I don't have to. Psalms 23, 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Hey gang, with next week being the week of Valentine's Day, we are going to take a break from this deep topic of death. I invite you to get your high school and college friends to tune in on Tuesday, February 11th at 7.30 to listen as I interview some cool college kids who will discuss Valentine's Day and the life of a single. And then... Mark your calendars on Tuesday, February 18th. Tune in as my guest will be my husband, Mike Ross. Get the male perspective, a father's perspective, as he will be sharing his feelings as the episodes of loss of a loved one, the death of our son continues. Until then, Tish Ross signing off.